think. My biggest yeah. issue with him is that soul patch. Just that little piece of hair yeah. right under the bottom lip. Because yeah. I rocked that. Did you really? Welcome back to the Netflix Book Club Podcast. I'm Mike Tui, joined always my co-host here. What'd you say? I'm missing an ear. Hey, everybody. It's Dennis Rooney. Dennis Rooney's here. It's me. You follow me on Instagram at Dennis Rooney 7. It's my only social media. So I'm I'm out there. Beautiful. Follow the pod at Netflix Book Club Podcast on Instagram. Follow me at underscore Mike Tui. Follow our guest. We've got a very special guest today. Very special episode. Plug your Instagram. Uh, Ryan Brooke. Is that is that from your name? Is that where you got that handle yeah, from? I just took it right from my name. Yep. Right. Um, I have a couple other ones. So I have. I think. I think I have uh, five Instagram accounts. Ryan right. Brooke Photography. Yeah. That's a red Ryan flag. Brooke. I have uh, Let's Get Nuts, which is my comedy. <laughs> <laughs> comedy uh, Quote from, from a movie, Batman. <laughs> love it. Yeah, uh-huh. I have uh, Ryan Brooke Portraits. I have a, uh, a account dedicated to following uh, attractive women. Oh, like, like a burner? I keep them completely separate. You keep them completely separate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, yeah. Plug- you you're plugging come- a burner account? Yeah. I, don't, well, I didn't, I didn't get, get, get the oh, name okay. that one. All right. Yeah. Let's get nuts. Because if I'm ever scrolling in public, I don't want that stuff popping up. Like I don't mind. Yeah. I don't care so, anymore. I used to get concerned about it when yeah. a half-naked girl would show up on my Instagram. It's like, yeah. I don't know. It's and the then, ads. It's not then, even. But then, but my problem is when I'm scrolling, that becomes my algorithm. Right. And then when I'm scrolling on my like the accounts I want to focus on, I just get detoured. Right. I I like if I click like the discover page to yeah. search, it's just all. Now let me ask and you a question. I can't not click on the things, and I get right. too distracted. So on your, uh, can you tell us what the handle is, or is it just gibberish? Uh, I can tell. Yeah, no. so gonna, that's no. gonna be your biggest account. No. Yeah, no. shut up, Mike. <laughs> I don't shut think you should up, do Mike. this, Ryan. What is it? What is it? Because I know it's clever. It's from it's Ryan. Not, it's not clever because it started as an account that I wanted to try. Like for for something else, uh-huh. and then I just became that. So it was <laughs> very account- quickly. I was gonna I was gonna write a suicide note a day, and it was called today's suicide. Note. Oh my god! Wow. So the count is today's suicide note, and every day was gonna be like another. Like if it was to kill myself today, this would be the reason. So when you want to look at hot chicks, you have to open up an account called today's suicide yeah, note. But it's kind of apropos because sometimes <laughs> I look at women like I wish I was dead because I got you know <laughs> because <laughs> you ever like see a woman so what? hot you're like I wish like I just wish I was. Dead. I don't wish death. I just wish <laughs> things were different. And then you just <laughs> jack off and yeah. I'll do yeah, it tomorrow. For me. You just uh, push it off for tomorrow. No. Now, wait. When you're going through your burner account that's solely hot chicks, does the advertisements, like the things that pop, on, pop up on that, are they the opposite then? Are they like boats, dogs? No, it's all... No, it's Is all this further hot like, chicks? Oh, I know what this guy wants. And he's just... Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, yep. technology really knows us. So are we, are we recording already? Oh, this is it. <laughs> this is it. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is episode 172 <laughs> of the Netflix Book Club podcast. The Summer of Classics continues, and this is the last one for this summer. That's it. Summer Classics is over. We're doing uh, some documentaries in September. October, we're doing scary movies. November, I think we're doing some Netflix stuff. Mike, I also wanted to talk to you. I think it's time, dude. I'm almost, I think we're ready to open up the pod. Away from Netflix? Yeah, fucking, I'm tired of this company, dude. They yep. fucking... I agree. My family can't use my account anymore. They jacked it up again. It's like 20 bucks a month. They're bringing ads back. Yeah, dude, I've been, uh, you know, yeah, absolutely. Let's pick in some other ones. Yeah, we're going to start throwing in. I want to watch major well, movies. It depends on how dedicated your listenership is. Because if you gave them a month in advance what to watch, they could change streaming services. You can cancel. Some people do that. Regularly, some people they'll, do, they'll do, do that. They'll do a month of Netflix. They watch everything they want to watch on Netflix, yeah. and they cancel that, and they sign up for. They're like, oh, Ted Lasso new season is out. Let me sign up. up. They do a month yeah. with a different streaming service. 
So you could bounce around if you say all well, this month is going to be HBO, all well, this month is going to be Hulu. Then you can just yeah. You know. I have canceled Hulu and Apple TV recently because I'm like I'm not watching anything on there right now. Oh, oh yeah, Netflix would be the first thing that I did cancel. Yeah, that's, you would cancel. The, yeah. It would yeah. Max to me is the number one. But where would you watch Reservoir Dogs, our movie of the week this week? Oh, I can't believe it! I can't believe we said the title of the movie <laughs> from 1992, uh, Quentin Tarantino's first major film, anyway. In the violent aftermath of a jewelry heist gone awry, tensions turn deadly for a group of thieves convinced there's a police informant among them. It's not Ori. Excuse me? It's not <laughs> It's not Ori. I used to say that. I used what did to say, I say? No, you right. said it correctly. Yeah. Oh, thank awry. God. Thank but God. I, that was one of those words I only ever read for a long yeah. time. <laughs> and then one day I said Ori, and yeah. people were like, are you okay? <laughs> Are you having a yeah. heart attack? Yeah. Ori. Ori. Things yeah. were Ori that moment. It's true, though. They don't say that enough. Like, you read a word, you understand what it means basically in context, but yeah. if, unless you hear somebody say it, yeah. why, would you not why, think why does that make you an idiot? I bet there's some German word for that experience. Right? Right. Right. There's always like German words <laughs> to describe some experience you've never even felt before in a thousand years. Best yeah. one is obviously Schadenfreude. <laughs> what did right? you say? Schaden, yeah, yeah. Schadenfreude. What is Schadenfreude, though? I know the name. That's when you take pleasure in somebody else's bad uh, fortune. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like when yeah, another yeah. comic doesn't get something and you're like, right. yeah. I guess I get a lot of joy out of Schadenfreude then yeah. watching other that's, comics that's bomb. That's not how you say it. You say you, get, you have a lot of joy. I said it perfectly. I said it perfectly. I put a little German story. You don't get joy out of Schadenfreude. You have Schadenfreude. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, no. I was enjoying somebody else's so you Schadenfreude. Did, yeah, you were Schadenfreuding the shit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Schadenfreude? <laughs> um, how do you guys feel about Quentin Tarantino, where are you at? Because I never know with you two. You're a snob, Brian Brooke. I fucking said it. Oh, this guy yeah. doesn't know movies up from his asshole. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's his first movie. I think it's a lot of him is in there, right? Like uh, the, yeah, what he wants to be. First directorial movie, and right? And he's in the film. He's not always an actor in it. He doesn't put himself in every one, right? But He, he puts himself in every movie, every but single one? it's not always a big role. Okay. Yeah, this is like somewhat right, of a... Everyone? Maybe not, actually. Was he not in Jack? Because I'm trying to remember Jackie... Uh, Jackie Brown? Jackie Brown. I don't know. I feel like... Um, He's in know. Hateful Eight. He's in Pulp Fiction. He's in this. Yeah. And Glorious Bastards? He's... Yeah, no. Django? I'm thinking of Django. He's definitely Django, in. he's in. He's the Australian guy. He might not be in Inglorious yeah, Bastards. Inglorious Bastards uh, and Jackie Brown, TBD. It's not a Hitchcock situation, I guess. Is Hitchcock in every one? Didn't yeah, the thing? every Hitchcock? single one, yeah. But like he doesn't. Cameo, he like never a, has a role. Like in the background, like did he say the n word a lot, like Tarantino? Yeah. yeah. Oh Hitchcock boy, they really like... dropped those n words, huh? This one is rough. Yeah, this is one of because they of the some of them rougher. feel a little bit like that was completely unnecessary. Yeah. Like that, <laughs> that doesn't offer it's, any. Okay, it's a different time or like uh, anything to the story. It was just like, right. nah, they're just saying it now, right? So yeah, watching it is a is a. Because you, you, what he's doing, he's trying to paint a picture of these type of people. But the question is always like, okay, but does he think these things? Because it's not just saying the M word. He's saying bad. He's saying the M word, and then he's saying bad things about that. Like, he's, yeah, he's these are just straight up racist people. Well, so when someone like, writes a racist character, I know that, but it's just and it's two separate scenes. So I think the second scene, and it's um. Buscemi in the back seat, and he's dropping two more ends, yeah. and those really just felt like because you like to hear the word. I mean, that's just my opinion watching the movie, right? But yeah. it well, felt a I little. I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's like regardless of how it made us feel, it's like that's how these guys would have talked yeah, at exactly. that time, that's and they're awful dudes, and they're and you could be robbers. Like, oh, well, that's really telling of 
Quentin Tarantino's like, all right, maybe it is. I don't know. He also employs plenty of black actors. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think in any way that he's ra- or like, yeah. I don't think he thinks those things. But it's like, is when, he getting off he, on and it? He, but, and he know, but he knows that people do think those things. So yeah. he, it, it's it's realistic writing. My biggest yeah. issue with him is that soul patch, just that little piece of hair yeah. right under the bottom lip. Because yeah. I rocked that. Did you really? From like sophomore, junior of high school? No. Through probably sophomore, junior year of college. Is like that Fat Tui time? Four too? or five years. Now it was before Fat Tui. Before you Fat, fat Tui. at some point? After college, right? Last year of college. Yeah. Isn't oh, yeah. that crazy? All three of us were fat at one point? <laughs> were. <laughs> <laughs> You'd need a big soul patch to slim that one down, baby. Dude, when did you get rid of the soap? Like, did someone... Can I tell you this? In college, senior year, my I lived in a townhouse with eight eight guys. One of their dads was down, was up for whatever. It was Maybe it was close to graduation. He was visiting. I don't remember why I he like was there. a dad who's up for whatever? Yeah. Beer pong game. Uh-huh. And he goes... We win. You have to shave that fucking uh, thing that's off. That's the ugliest fucking thing I ever seen in my life. And I and I lost the game. And you did it. I right? went right upstairs and I shaved it off. And you had had it for years. <laughs> and you didn't like grow it out right away. Did you you realized right you were like this. I is- know there were there was probably times I had taken it off, but it was a common thing that I'd rock often. Really, just the thing here. It grows in like my mustache, and that grows in faster than anything else. Right, right. Or at least did at the time. Now it's a little more even. So it was something that was always there. Anyway, when, when was the first soul time patches, you... baby? Me and Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> when was the first time you saw this movie? And were you like, "Ooh, soul patch"? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good look. I should try that. No, I don't remember the first time. I remember how I felt watching it, but I don't remember when that was. Right. It How'd was, you feel? Uh, that it was a lot of screaming. In this movie? That's kind of what I remembered. My idea of this movie was like, they're screaming at each other the entire time. That, yeah. was, that was my takeaway. Well, that was a good amount of screaming, but I guess I, that wasn't my takeaway. I'd say yelling yeah. over yeah. screaming. Oh, this has been fun, guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, no, because well, but it's funny because I, I thought back, like, in my memory, like, 95% of it took place in this abandoned warehouse. Yes. And it's not, it's a, it's a majority of it, but that there's a lot of... Other scenes. I always way more than I thought. Yeah, looking back. Yeah, I forget a lot of stuff. I always forget whenever I come back to this. I always forget the commode story. Yeah, that's like one of my favorite scenes in this movie is him slowly getting better at it. You know. Yeah. I forget that. I forget that every person pretty much has a chapter of showing like who they are in relation to Joe Cabot. Yeah. The head dude. The most useless Mister Blue, who like I guess only existed. Create like another potential rat, like I get, yeah, like maybe like it was him. And for the watch to be like, oh, it could have been Mister Blue, yeah. like just to add a couple other people, like Mister Brown and Mister Blue were really right. Apparently, what I just read this today was that uh, the opening diner scene, which is why I was happy that we opened up asking about your hot girl Instagram account because it's kind of fitting of how the movie opens with this conversation top, about Madonna. Topic. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, meta, orchestrated, yeah. totally orchestrated. We love to do a little meta up top Inception here at the yeah. Netflix Book Club. Bringing people together through the power of cinema. True fans will know about that. <laughs> Wait, no, I lost it now. We went too far. Hold on. Connecting Hold on. Oh, people. no, no, no. The opening scene was only written in because Tarantino realized he's like, so that guy, I forget the actor's name, Hunkle or Bunkle or something like that. Joe? Mr. Blue. Oh, Mr. The Old Man. Yeah, The Old Man. Okay, yeah. The Old Man with a Cigar. He's one of the producers on the film, I believe. Okay. And Tarantino's like, of course, you know, we'll have you in. You're also an actor. But he realized he gave him zero lines. Like, he has no lines other than the opening scene. And even the lines he has are like, 
what are you guys talking about? Like, it's <laughs> yeah. not great lines. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, that's the only reason why that uh, conversation is in there at all. So, which is before, crazy. Because if that, it's not for that dialogue in a lot of this this movie, there's not, like, a lot to it almost. Yeah, what would he have been otherwise? He just wouldn't have been in the movie at all. That character wouldn't have existed. Yeah, because we don't even see him in, like, the training. We, we see him in the... The scene where Joe Cabot's got them and they're arguing over the colors of the names. Right, right. Hilarious. Again, no scene. lines. Yeah. Very the old dude funny. Joe Cabot. I forget the actor's name. He's fantastic. In Very this. funny scene. Yeah. Yeah. I always forget how funny. He even says, he's like, if we do this gig right, you'll find me a completely different character. I'll yeah, be laughing yeah, yeah. with you. Yeah. And then you see him, like, when he meets up with, like, Michael Madsen's character, Mr. Blonde. It's like, Oh, yeah, he is like a jovial kind of funny guy. To an extent. He's to like, an you extent. Want, you want to wrestle? You want to fuck, you, fuck around with each other? Yeah. You know, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I would hate shooting that scene, having to wrestle with a guy in that an was office so, like that. That was the most uncomfortable scene. Oh, Chris yeah. Penn, Sean Penn's brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I feel like nowadays that role would have possibly been Jonah Hill, and I'm so happy it's not. And that it's Chris Penn. You hate Jonah Hill. Correct. I always forget that. About I mean, you. hate him. I just don't, you know, I don't love the guy. But Chris Penn was great. Yeah. And played it fine. It's like, but you, you could see Jonah Hill in that role. Yeah, I could see him in that and role. And he'd be a little bit more, you know, sassy. Yeah. You ever have friends like that that you'd wrestle with on site? No, but it got, but people do, like, you know. I guess I've seen so, guys yeah. who do that. I just have never been that type of guy. Yeah. Pow around, play grab ass, pull your pants down. The, the, you know, Mr. Blonde. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't seem the type. <laughs> Mr. Blonde's character, you expect him at any moment to f- do something crazy, yeah. even in the office. This is Michael yeah. Madsen, the yeah. actor. What, what's he in or from? So fucking handsome. Right? Oh, so handsome in this. Well, that's what I'm like. I was jealous he, of his hair. I was like, can in, I get mine no. to look like that? Is he in stuff from the 90s? Yeah, he's, where he's, he's, like a, he's done a yeah. ton of movies. He's a real badass. A lot of them are terrible. Terrible. He okay. was on Opie and Anthony years and years ago, and he, he talks about all the shitty movies he's done. Like, okay. Uh, this movie was for a paycheck. This was awful. This movie, like, he just ran down. Right, right, right. Career. I might check that out. That's probably a good one. Yeah. Of him going off. Is he kind of a crate? Like, is he a little bit of a psycho? He, he, his interview was like, he was definitely very honest and very, like, you know, very blunt. With, um, right, right, right. People were probably offended a lot some of the things yeah that's that's right. a rough scene yeah you know doesn't he does great i mean you, you kind of believe it you start to believe him a little bit does he have a sister who's an actor too is he a- i don't know uh-huh. i don't know i only really know him honestly through the tarantino films yeah kill bill so, so kill I mean, bill. could have been could have been a leading man like leading yeah man looks you he know, has like, he hey, for, but he, not for a romantic he, leads, yeah i was gonna say maybe. he has that sinister like yeah. there might be ulterior ulterior motive right. face yeah. Ulterior motive face. Yeah. Because even then, he's he looks a little heavy. He's a good-looking dude. Don't get me wrong. He's got that classic. Yeah, he's, he, but he's, he's a little heavy, and he's definitely sinister feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's also the... Ca- I mean, he he knocks it out of the park as, like, the insane person. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And even when he comes back, he starts trying to justify it. You're kind of like, well, his logic <laughs> is sound. He's like, if they and didn't what a, do what I told them not yeah. to do, they'd yeah. still be alive. As, if this, that's a justified reason to kill somebody. Yeah, right. Like, exactly. We were trying yeah. to rob them. They should yeah. just listen to us. Full, right. full psychopath. Yeah, full psychopath. <laughs> Such a smart move, too, to have him holding a cup. Like, yeah, it, it like says so much stops. about it. Like, this guy made a stop <laughs> on the way. <laughs> the guy's like, oh, where's your fries? He goes, nah. you know, he's like, I yeah. hate him. Yeah. It's like, wow, what a, what a quick way to be like. Imagine having a cop in your trunk <laughs> and being like, I'm hungry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Going through a drive-thru. Uh, yeah. I went through a drive-thru? Yeah. <laughs> and just the speech of like, if, as if you weren't positive of who he was yet, he's left alone with the cop. And he's like, listen, I'm going to torture you. Not because yeah. I expect to get anything out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Just because. No, it's sick. Yeah. And I do kind of love, as career criminals, 
these guys' uh, pure, pure hatred for the police. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, like, they're like, do you tag anybody? you kill anybody? Just some cops. And they go, no real people? Yeah, no real people. No real right. people? No, 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 just cops. Yeah. And it's, oh, but it kind of makes sense. It almost goes back to that thing from The Wire where the agreement of, yeah. like, you're in the game. They're enemies. Yeah, they're, they're enemies. That's you, their enemy. If yeah. you're the cops, where you would do the same thing to me, probably, if I were in cuffs. I don't know if you'd cut off my ear and light me up with gasoline, but you'd probably beat the <laughs> shit out of yeah. me, you know? And doesn't Quentin Tarantino famously kind of anti-cop? I don't know. I mean... I think he had some some things to say historically. Wouldn't yeah. shock me. Well, yeah, it wouldn't shock you, but then there's the weird thing. So it's like, all right, so that you do believe. So what about all that N-word stuff? Yeah, I don't know. And he yeah. hasn't shied away from the N-word stuff either. Because, well, like, that stuff came around in the 90s from this movie in Pulp Fiction. His excessive use of the N-word. Right. Um, I don't, and just because you put something in a movie that you do believe doesn't mean you need that everything you have in a movie is something you have to sure. stand for. You know? yeah. Sure. Yeah. Of course. Right. This was a college dorm room poster. Movie poster. Yeah. This was a this big is one. That, that you saw this. It was always the two guns facing each other. That's what you saw. You saw it all over. But did people like this movie other than that demographic? Uh, angry men? Well, it wasn't huge. Like, it wasn't open huge. Like, it was in theaters and stuff. But nobody, when it was in theaters, it wasn't like people were waiting for the Quentin, next Quentin. It wasn't Peter a movie. big box office hit in America. In England, it was huge. Oh, yeah. In really? England, it was like, yeah, yeah. Like, apparently, he was a, like, Quentin Tarantino was a star in England before he was a star in America. Interesting. Just some true romance. And I've never seen true romance. Natural born killers. Like, just from that, people were like, I can't wait to see what this. Because he didn't direct anything before. What did Tarantino, right? what was his involvement with natural born killers? I think, Producer? I think he was a writer. Was he a writer? He wrote, of he wrote it? that, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Okay. We yeah. did that, too. Yeah, he's a screenplay. I forget. Yeah. Um, I've seen natural born killers. Eh. I like that. But I want to see True Romance. I like Natural True Romance is great. True Romance is great, fantastic. But it's so funny that, like, so we'll we'll make these two movies. I guess you have to prove that your writing is what anything people want to see, but... (laughs) He's like, I better do Jackie Brown. Before (laughs) before we let you direct anything, we're going to just... We're going to make two of your movies with another director, and then we'll let you direct. So it's like, we need, like, proof of concept of your stories before we let you actually produce a movie. Because I'm sure... Or they just, you know... Well, he was like a Hollywood outsider, too, right? Just selling scripts. He was just selling scripts. And then the only reason even this got bumped up to the next budget is that, like, somebody's makeup artist, hairdresser's brother, like, somehow got into the hands of Harvey Keitel. And, like, right before they started shooting, Harvey hit him up and was like, "Can I? not only can I be in it, can I help produce it? And it secured them, like, now you got Harvey's name on it. It's like they got a lot more money from it. Oh, so that's how it happened. Secret actor? Harvey Keitel? (laughs) Dude, he... You know what? It's so funny you say that because he is one of those guys where you see him in movies and he's so great in one scene. And then the next scene, he says a line where it's like, are you an alien? Yeah, it's like, that's a weird read. Is this your first time? It's a weird read, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But there's lots of actors like that, I guess. He's great. Did you ever hear Jay Moore's impression of... Jay Moore does the whole scene, the whole, like, that's my daddy. He does, he does, he does like, four characters all at once. Don't point that yeah. gun at my dad. Yeah. 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 He does Harvey Keitel. He does uh, Penn. It's really, it's, it's an impressive feat. How do you guys feel about the, uh, pardon my, this is the fr- this is the language that Quentin Tarantino uses. Hold on, I'll get the. Yeah, get it ready. I'll get the air the horn Mexican ready. The Mexican standoff at the end? Oh, you could say Mexican standoff. Can you say Mexican standoff? Was it a true Mexican standoff? Well, it's. I don't know because it's, it's true three true guys. Me- it goes in a triangle. That goes. I'm pointing. Why? Because they you. weren't wearing you're sombreros. Pointing a gun at him and you're pointing a gun at me. Yeah. This was two guys pointing a gun at one person, and then another guy pointing and a yeah, gun. They at all, somehow they all die. Yeah. No. So I re- I rewound and went back. I went I around my back ten times. Yeah. Okay. You're, so because see, that's because right, you guys have seen this movie before. 
I you have. know about this movie before you sure. watch it, and you know about the Mexican standoff issue of the movie. Okay, but we still don't have an answer, and you watch it now at how you know as adults. Yeah, and you're like, I still don't have an answer. I rerounded a few well, times. Here's I'm, what I got. Not only yeah, I wrote it down. So hold on, Joe shoots the cop who's yeah, lying on the ground. His body bounced. But Does he hit him? Because to me, if that's a second bullet after been waiting out for Joe shoots the cop. It, yeah, if you see it, his body. Oh, jumps. Joe Cabot. I'm like, Joe I'm like, who's Joe? Joe. Yeah, yeah. the boss. The boss. The boss. Yeah. He's he's not she's not shooting Harvey. No, no, he's, no, he's shooting pointing the, at the cop. T- uh, yeah. He hits him, I think. So like that that should yeah. really be the end of that he guy. Be dead, yeah. But and I assume he hits him. I mean, even if it's like in the leg. Right. Anything. Right. Yeah. You've been bleeding out for uh, two yeah, hours. Little, little blood, and you're, then you're done. Probably. I don't know. And then uh, Chris Penn shoots Harvey. Harvey shoots both of them, boom, boom, and kills both Joe and... The timing is weird. Harvey so doesn't I, I shoot both of them. He has to. He has to. Who else is going to shoot both of them? Nobody. It's an issue with the film. No, he does. Boom, boom. There's he two shoot- shots out of Harvey's... Yeah, Harvey's no, Harvey, two- first he shoots Joe, bang, and then he shoots so Chris, I saw, boom. I saw Joe... I don't shoot, know. Shooting bang, boom. Like What's the matter with you? What, don't, what don't you understand about bang, boom, two uh, shots? I, I've heard, I've read that Tarantino's even gone on record as being like, yeah, we kind of fucked up that scene. We didn't have it right. Like, nobody really shoots. He just falls. Yeah, but because but it's like, just people sloppy. don't even care at that point. Well, just because it's, it's like, sloppy. Like, the aim of it is, is bad. Like, it, it doesn't match up. But I, it, you, if you think look, originally if you at, Tarantino had the idea of saying that Harvey will shoot the two of these guys? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he shoots the gun twice. You see the gunfire. Twi- you see Harvey's gunfire. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. But it's just like in weird. It's not in the right direction. Right. It's right, not right, like right. Nothing lines up. So yeah. I think he's saying he fucked up like the angles of it. Yeah. Not necessarily. Yeah. Or maybe the, ma- the timing the of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it really just looks like uh, this. Like what's Penn's character's name? The nice guy Eddie. Nice guy Eddie. Nice guy Eddie. It does look like nice guy Eddie just starts like shaking. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and also done. the way they get shot, it's like you got shot once. And he's dead, yeah. dead. Like, like yeah, he, blood out of the mouth, no consciousness. The cop, the undercover cop, got yeah. shot four hours ago. Yeah. He's still, he's these so, guys yeah. got shot once and they're yeah. immediately just dead. And you know why? Because it was a woman who shot him. <laughs> he gets worse every episode with this stuff, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I tell you, I try to rein him that in. That little revolver, you would think. You listen, two dudes in suits <laughs> with revolvers want your car. <laughs> Sounds like an Eminem lyric. You just give him the fucking, you give him the car. What, what is she, she thinks I'm going to get both these guys? <laughs> No, she shows dumb. That's so America, though. So, you know that, what I mean? She's like, I've been waiting for this moment. Yeah, I don't know. That's also, why, yeah, that's why Mr. White um, was so protective of him. I think mm-hmm. with uh, Mr. Orange at yeah. the end is because he felt responsible for him getting shot. So otherwise, he would have been like, I don't give a fuck about this guy. Like, he's yeah, yeah, like, hey, yeah. Maybe he's a rat, but he felt like I'm the reason why he got shot in the first place. So I'm trying yeah. to protect this guy. No, Where do you guys stand? He definitely shoots Mr. Orange at the end, too, right? That's how I take it. Yeah, but he it, shoots we don't, Mr. Orange, but and, then, not, and yeah, the then cops shoot, open up. Hold on. Him, yeah. The cops shoot Mr. Orange. Mr. White oh, no, Mr. White. Mr. I'm sorry. Orange. The cops shoot Mr. White. He doesn't shoot the Mr. Orange. Mr. White shoots Mr. Orange, I don't think and then so. all the cops start firing. No, I don't think so. Because they're like, leave him alone. Put him down. Put the gun down. And I don't, no, I don't think he shoots the cop. In his, well, he's holding. I reround this scene a few times, and I it's say... Hard, it's obviously, I don't think there's there's no... Clear no, because it comes right? the camera. Yeah, but the camera. They leave the, the frame. Right, but the gunshot. You can hear the gunshots. There's one shot, and then there's a barrage of shots. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's, and that is that's, something that yeah, I just noticed on this watching. But that's I'm. But the I'm camera also really during the ear cutting off. So like they just were just trying. It's probably more of a budget thing, but they were trying to like not show the. 
Like they don't show anybody getting. Yeah. And I'm really fine by that because they show the exposed ear hole enough Awful. to make anybody. I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ. I think that's what brought me to this movie in the first place. We're at 25. Do we need to break? Uh, th- yeah, we'll be before 30. Unless you, you what know. brought me to this movie in the first place was hearing about the legendary ear cutting scene. I remember being in like junior high and like hearing about this ear cutting scene, ear cutting scene. And uh, getting the DVD, watching the movie, but then watching the deleted scenes. Because they shot a version where you can see him cutting off With the, the ear blade? and pulling it off. Oh, my God. It's pretty gnarly. You could tell it's a fake ear, but it's still not. I mean, this guy sits on his lap yeah, and gets yeah. real intimate with so it. Yeah. Know? I suspected maybe that was a budget issue easier. It's yeah. easier to just do that. But if they actually shot it, then they shot. I mean, he might out. not have been happy with how it looked yeah, and right. been like, you know, maybe with a bigger budget, they made it could have made it look amazing. Right. But at the end of the day, not showing the heist, not showing the ear cut off, not showing his head getting blown off at the end, assuming if that's if I am correct. Great decisions. They all yeah, make the no, movie, yeah, you know. Absolutely. And I, don't, I never need to see that. Not stuff. showing the heist at all. Not one second inside the room yeah. with the hostages or the jewels, the bag. You don't see any of that. The cameras, mm-hmm. someone hitting the alarm. That's kind of crazy. That's pretty yeah. cool yeah. for just, a heist just, movie. You're never inside. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just the descriptions of it and people's <laughs> Yeah, and everything on the way there and out. But that's pretty cool. And it's cool. like they kind of give you the best. It's like, yeah, this guy's on the door. This guy's on crowd control. This guy goes to the back to get the diamonds. It's almost like, what more do you need? You can, You're supposed to be in and out in two You kind of can see it. Yeah, yeah. You exactly. Know? You can kind of see it. Yeah, in your in mind's your, In your eye. brain, yeah. And you know it's going to be busy. They say that, that it's not the greatest set of Broad daylight, they do bit blah blah blah. Yep. But these diamonds are only going to be there for twenty four hours or whatever. Crowd you're control, in, you're out. yeah. But then raises the question: All right, they have an undercover cop in Joe Cabot's uh, cabinet, who's now you know Tim Roth comes in to his boy and he's like, "Guess who's in the next squad?" You know, like I'm in blah blah yeah. blah. Yeah. But the cops are waiting at the diamond heist for them to start, like. They say like it was a setup. It was definitely a setup. There's a rat. How come the cops never move at any point in the film? Like even even later in the film, uh, Mr. Orange is like, "I'm a cop. You're a cop. John Nash or whatever the guy earless they're guy is." For Joe. Once Joe gets here, they're coming in. Yeah. Joe gets there. The cops yeah. don't come in for You're like right. another yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah. Why? Joe did... comes in. They have a whole conversation. Why yeah. did they wait? I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's just a better, you know better storytelling that way, and there might be w- reasons for it. It also kind of it, maybe it alludes to the whole like, is there a bug? Maybe they were waiting for to hear something incriminating, waiting in to a, hear in something, or yeah. like, and what else do you need to hear? Yeah, what do you need to hear? You and come also, in there, like, he goes, "This cop? Oh no, maybe Joe's not in there yet." Also, like if they got eyes on the place the whole time, the minute that cop cut gets pulled out of the trunk, they gotta go in. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, if they have Joe walking into the building, just get him right there. You know yeah. the guy, right? I mean, there's, got, there's an undercover got, cop in here. Yeah, you got two cops in danger. Yeah, you got to pull the mission on that. You got two dead cops already. Right. It's either speaking. Maybe to, more. Actually, well, you know, both of them are, are alive. You have a chance to save them, and like yeah. you can't, you can, you can't move in. Oh yeah, those two guys in the warehouse. But they're the cops. The, two yeah. in the two in the blue in yeah. uniform get shot by Harvey. Buscemi says he takes down a cop or two. Yeah. So you you got dead cops everywhere. This is yeah. the worst cop operation right. ever. This actually, it's gonna be all over the news. <laughs> this is a huge deal. <laughs> and I. Yeah, and they definitely had eyes on the warehouse because Tim Roth, uh, Agent Orange, whatever you want to call him, Mr. Uh-huh. Orange, Yeah, he's been on the crew the whole time. He's feeding all this information to the actual police. It's like, at a certain point, he's got to wonder. He's got to be like, why aren't they, why haven't they busted in yet, you know? And yeah, he murders the girl who, sh- who shot him. Yeah. He sees Which two cops. Which that is like, I know, the where, whole, do you, where do you fall with that? The whole thing the reactionary is... reactionary... 
I don't know. I think that this whole, like, in more closer to reality, the cops would have come in and be like, no, you can't just have all these people be dying. Yeah. And Wes, Joe, who's Joe? Joe must be the biggest criminal enterprise. It might be one of those. It might be a departed thing where it's like, Joe's not going to get pinched on this one. Other people will get pinched, but Joe always. Right. You know what I mean? Joe keeps us fed in a way. Yeah. yeah the fact that Joe was even, even. And anywhere near this thing yeah. is was is surprising and it's somewhat, crazy. Somewhere, yeah, unreal, right. somewhere unrealistic. Don't they don't they mention somebody else at one point? Like maybe Joe's not even the biggest fish. Isn't there another guy they like mention once or twice? Like I don't know. Maybe well, it's just Vega, Joe. which Vi- would be Vic um, Vega. But that's that's Mister Vince Vega's brother Blonde. from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, Vega, Mr. Blonde. Yeah, wasn't Vega Mister Blonde? Vega is Mister Blonde. That's Vic, right? Yeah, Vic Vega. And then Vince, his brother, is. John right, Travolta right, right. from uh, yeah, I know. which yeah. is also another like those tiny little cool things of like it's all in the same universe. Universe. Yeah. Well, uh, I be- big Kahuna burgers, yeah. nail cigarettes, just yeah. shit like that. I, I love that stuff. And Pulp Fiction was so big, right? That probably got a lot of people to go back and watch Reservoir Dogs. Again. I'd imagine. Yeah, I'd yeah, imagine. I or that, never, or I never had. What made yeah. it bigger? Because Pulp Fiction was enormous. Yeah, mm-hmm. that movie was huge. This is something that I only caught this watch too that I had to read to to actually catch. Is that a uh, I always figured them eating breakfast, again, the opening scene, the Madonna discussion, pop culture conversation, signature Tarantino shit. I always assumed that was just in, like, the planning of the heist. But someone pointed out, it's like, nope, they're wearing the suits. Yeah, that's the day go. of the heist. Yeah, that's yeah. morning. And it's like, how dumb do you have to be to have a look for a heist and you're hanging out beforehand? Because yeah. it's like... you seeing, like, seven guys all dressed in the <laughs> <industry? laughs> It's like... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were my table. They were talking yeah. really loudly yeah, about Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> like, was that also, was that just the time? First of all, they mentioned 12%, I think, on a tip. Yeah, was 12%. Was that thing they were doing 12% at that Yeah, time? that was it for a while. For 10, then it got up to 12, 15, 20. Now it's like 25, 30%. <laughs> no, and I'm not yeah. tipping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, was just, I, was, I didn't know if like that was low even for the time. And they were trying to even paint the picture of like, yeah, these, these are guys who don't even like, are generous. So no, I think 12 was like the standard there. Just, say, yeah. This movie is also the thing that taught me uh, the social graces of when you're going out to eat to be like, if someone's paying, be like, I'll get the tip though. Yeah. <laughs> this is where you learn that? That's where I learned it. I, I swear <laughs> to God I did. Buscemi, I thought Buscemi was the coolest character in this movie despite, only the, despite the N-word thing. Right, He's the only professional. only professional. Only he was, professional. He, it was logic over everything yes. for him. Like, I, like even with the tipping thing, like, yeah, I, I don't agree with him, but He's, he just lives in logic, and yeah. he can't. Like, yeah. He refuses to break from that. And he's we like, all know people like that too. Yeah, and they're impossible like, to hang out with. Yeah, they're very stubborn. Where it works, if, if you're watching a guy for an hour and a half, it works. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah, when uh, when Madsen comes in, the psychopath, and he's like, "I know for sure, this guy isn't the cop." Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> "Yeah, that's like, right." It's a sound yeah. logic. So I'm not saying he's trustworthy, but there's no way he's the cop. But right. earlier, before that, he said, "He's like the only thing I know for sure is I'm not the rat." And he's like, "I'm not." The, he goes, and then I think even Harvey was Harvey Keitel's character um, was like, "Well, we I guess we don't know." He goes, "Now nah, you're getting it." Yeah, he's like, like "Now right. you're using yeah. your brain." But then he had, he then he accepts the fact that Mr. Blonde is definitely not a rat. So yeah. it's like he's willing. He's willing. He's earlier said, "I'm. I know for sure. Sh- only thing I know for sure is I'm that." But yeah. then later he says, "But he's he's also not." So it's like, he's this guy's so scary that, right? He, either yeah. you're scared of him and you don't want to say in front of him that you think you're a rat. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would never say to this guy, "I think you might be a rat." For sure. So yeah, yeah. Even he won't even acknowledge that there's a chance Mr. Orange could be the rat, which he winds up being because yeah. he's like he's sitting there bleeding. He got shot. Blah, blah, yeah. Blah. Don't it's you like, dare you say that again. Just being protective. Yeah. 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 Um, you do feel a little betrayed. 
there at the end. Even though you, I like all the characters for whatever reasons, but like Harvey Keitel's guy, and these are career criminals who kill people willy nilly. But you're like, he seems like a decent enough guy. It's amazing how, what, <laughs> you know how what movies I mean? can make you just follow. Just yeah. show me a, a lead. And I'll like I'll follow these people. I loved I'll, seeing him in his day clothes. He's wearing like a red polo. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, this guy looks like a chill dude. <laughs> yeah, you know. Can I be Mr. Purple? Yeah, that was great. His answer to that is so good. Mr. Purple's a guy on another job. Yes, dude, exactly. <laughs> oh. Not just that he's like, not just saying like, listen, my way or the highway, but it's also like, guys, I'm running a criminal empire. Yeah, yeah. I got colors out <laughs> my ass. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Um, I had to go to blonde. That's a hair color. <laughs> yeah, everybody wanted Mr. Black. Yeah. Um, in that scene, Joe was speaking, and then when he was after that argument about the pink and whatever, he was like, "Ah, right, fine. You know, it's beneath me. I'll be Mr. Right, pink. Right. He goes, "Continue." He goes, "I'll continue. Yes. I want to continue." But then the next line, he flubs the next line. He goes, ah, like, he, blah, blah, blah. like he he mumbles something, yeah. and then he continues. And his next line is, "You guys got me so mad, I can't even speak." I'm like that was definitely an a trained yes. actor recovering, mm-hmm. and then Harvey, and then Quentin was probably like that works. Like people flub lines, yes. like, and then they correct, and then they make up for it. Yeah, yeah. Really, that was the hardest part about shooting the movie was that guy was getting up there in age, and he flubbed a lot of lines, uh, and it was very hard to get him to focus when it was time to get a take. And we corrected that one, but yeah. but when he did nail a line, it was great. And also, how good to get an actor where you get to be like. The fucking thing, man, from Fantastic yeah. Four. He looks yeah. just like the thing. Oh, is that who it is? He looks yeah. so much like him. Nice. Yeah. There was one shot where they was, he was like backlit and it was like right. all like scraggly hair from his. I'm like, they didn't even feel the need to like clean up his <laughs> hair. Like, no, just, this is old man. Looks like an old man. Like, yeah, he's going to look like shit and there's no yeah. reason to clean up that head. What's the song when uh, the guy cuts his ear off? Stuck in the middle with you. Yeah. Steeler's Wheel. So, I mean, we, we've. Keep coming back to that scene. It's one of the most famous movie scenes. Yeah, of it's all like time. iconic. Like, I mean, and, it, and again, the camera just moves to the wall. Yeah, we just hear and screams. It's still, it's still terrifying to yeah. me. Yeah, like. yeah, you're frozen. So with the funny thing in is, that moment, yeah, um, that song just stops. So he's listening to it on the radio. This is like it's always funny when you're listening to a movie. Uh, to a song in a movie, and sometimes the character can hear the song. Sometimes yeah. it's just for us. Mm-hmm. But th- they. They very purposely said, you know, they're listening to the song and, you know, he's dancing to it. He's singing yeah, to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But then it just stops. The cop is like, no, no, stop, stop, stop. That was the end of the song. The song stops. He, he, Mr. Blonde didn't touch the radio. Right, right. It just, the song and just he stops. turned it on it, on the it's radio. Not, it's not like, it's not like uh, Stephen Wright just start, introduced a new yeah. song and it just started playing. <laughs> right. The music just stops. And it's like, all right, you know, it's. Uh, I always forget Stephen Wright's the voice of the radio guy. Yeah. And I, I just listened to his audiobook. Stephen Wright put out an audiobook. Oh, really? Um, yeah, called uh, Harold. He it's reads a, it's a novel. Yeah, he wrote he, a novel. He, yeah, oh, but man. it's it's really a loosely based novel. The, the movie, the book is just a bunch of Stephen Wright thoughts through, through the mind of a kid. Right. And it's just a day in the life of this kid with these crazy thoughts that are just Stephen Wright jokes. Right. Right. It's good. It's like a good listen. It's you have to break it up. It's a little monotonous. And but. Stephen Wright reads it, and he reads it like Stephen Wright talks. Sure, yeah. He sounds just like this this guy. So, I, like when I heard, it, I'm like, I just listened to eight hours of Stephen Wright oh my talking. God. So I heard this, I'm like, there's that fucking voice again. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't even know how to speak any other way. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's just it. That's another example. Of something Quentin Tarantino. Every movie, it's always the '70s. He loves that funk. Yeah. 
the music of the he times. Loves, yeah, he loves those old radio shows. Because in this one, it does come off a little bit until you see that scene where the where the song is like, "Oh wow, this is so creepy and scary." Because yeah. it's a little bit like, "What is this? Why do they keep bringing up the radio? What is yeah. and who's who's radio and why are we hearing it?" You know, I, I can't remember now, but there was another song on the list before Steeler's Wheel, and it would have been a totally different vibe to the scene. I can't remember what it was, but it was like a a raucous banger that he considered. Yeah, okay. like Steelers Wheel is kind of like a jangly pop. Yeah. He no, says he's like this Bob Dylan influence. Yeah, Dylan blah, blah, blah. He said Dylan esque, and I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm like, and but really only in voice, like in vocal. Well, they like, wrote that song like making fun of Dylan. Every song Dylan does, there's joke. Uh, clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. That's such like Bob Dylan yeah. throwaway uh, bullshit. Yeah. Okay. That this was, it's very much like a Bob Dylan make fun of them song, and then it wound up being their biggest hit. And they're wow, like, that's God so damn. Funny. That's yeah. the like, that, really yeah. Also, like, yeah, bigger exactly. than maybe Dylan's songs, even. You know what I mean? In a way. Yeah, like, in a pop sense. Pop anyway. like fun anyway. Yeah, like, you right, can't, right. You don't be around listening to, hey, we're at a party. Let's put on some Dylan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Where does this fall for you guys under like favorite Tarantino films? Uh, it's up there. Well, um, I don't know. It's I I I like you asked earlier. And we, I didn't really answer, but I'm I'm a huge Tarantino fan. Yeah, me too. And um, it's hard. Man. I truly love all of them. Like it's. You think he's gonna stop after the tenth? He talks about doing other things like doing ice skating. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna get into hang gliding. What's he doing? Well, he he said like maybe like a long series. Like he's, he's oh, actually okay. he said he wrote like a whole season of a show. Really? Yeah. So when he said like nine movies, was it nine movies? That might have been nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, huh. But well, he's I done think, eight, right? We got one more. Yeah, I think a ten. Was it, it was, or was it nine seasons of Seinfeld? I think seasons. <laughs> Seinfeld said he was stopping at nine, so maybe it was ten. I don't know. Anyway, so I think he's getting off on like a technicality. Be like, I didn't say anything about. Yeah, series. I've said this before on the pod too, but I am also convinced where I'm like, yeah, he'll stop until he gets some idea that is irresistible to him. Yeah, and he'll be like, I'm not beholden to anything I said. I'm going to make a fucking movie, and you're all going to see. And maybe he feels like if number ten or nine, whatever his last one is, doesn't get the response that all of his other movies have gotten, then he'll quit. But his whole point of stopping was he thinks that artists eventually don't aren't as good. Right. So he didn't want to get to the point where he felt like it wasn't as good. But if everything you put out and if your most recent movie is also a success, then why wouldn't you stop making movies? Yeah. Like keep going until people say like, all right, you, this wasn't good. Then maybe it's fucking look at Kevin Smith. Just keep making them. Who gives a shit? Are those good? <laughs> That's my point. It's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Some people like him. I, I used right. to be just for an audience. Just keep doing it. I'm yeah, still a big fan, but like Woody Allen. You know, I, I don't know if I'd say I'm a fan of Woody Allen. Well, I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm a fan of his early stuff, but he's made a, lot, a bunch of movies that people don't like. But right. he just he enjoys making movies. He spends half his years make, making a movie. Spends half his year playing in a jazz band. That's what he does. <laughs> he's a happy then, guy. And that's you know, and yeah. it's like that's what I'm gonna keep doing. I don't care if people watch it. Like if people want to pay me to make a Woody Allen movie, I'm gonna do it. Right, right, right. I still I haven't seen uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's oh Quint- really? Is that Quentin Tarantino? That yeah, is, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That was good. I need to see. I need to see that one. You should see it. So I can truly have a you know best of. I, I can't even right. give you a best of. I haven't seen that movie, but I don't know. Fresh Water Dogs. There's not that many, right? So like the list is short one way or the other. But so I don't know. True Romance is like probably maybe one of my favorites. If, we're, if he you're didn't direct them. that, though, no. Right? But if like wrote, if, you're, yeah. if you're putting that in the right, right, I'd have yeah. to go Reservoir Dogs. Be I think three. I think it's Reservoir Dogs three, Pulp Fiction two, and then believe it or not, Hateful Eight number one. I for loved me. Hateful Eight. I, I always love feel like Hateful it's un- I feel like it's always underrated. Dude, yeah. it yeah. is underrated. Not for me. Hateful Eight and this movie are similar in the sense where you could almost make this a play. Oh, you absolutely. could almost make the, you got to yeah. cut certain scenes. No, you could make both of these. But you could easily play, make yeah. one yeah. play. The easily. tension in Hateful Eight though is yes, 
like I mean he does tension better than anybody. Um even like uh Inglorious Bastards. Hypertension? You know, that, that's a stretch. The um <laughs> the you know the the open was it the opening scene in that where the, the, the they're hiding the woman underneath you know like she's like the opening they, scene of Hateful Eight they're in a they're in a carriage for the first in, hour and a half in, in Glorious Bastards sorry in Glorious Bastards I love that might be my number one I don't know it was yeah. really good oh yeah wait in Glorious Bastards might I like peak number three I also I liked uh, Jackie Brown was like awesome Great. funky and badass I think I said did I say on this podcast once on one of my episodes I was. At one point, claiming that was my favorite, but I, I was just trying to be different. Right, <laughs> it's great. Right. I love it, it's, but it's not. Yeah, it's no, it is. It's exactly. It's yeah. great. I love it, but it's like, it's still, I'm going to watch yeah. Pulp Fiction over that, yeah. you know? Pulp Fiction's kind of a tough watch. Yeah, that's not, it's, I like it, but it's, that's not, it's not my top three. Because like, I'm not, like trying yeah. to, because everything's out of order, right? And then I'm like trying yeah. to re-remember what, uh, you know. It's out of order stuff. It's not the easiest stuff. I don't mind it because it's almost like I'll watch any of those scenes standing on its own. You know yeah. what I mean? I definitely With have vignettes. some favorites. What's that? Vignettes. Yeah, pretty vignettes. much. You know? Okay. Um, What'd you think of uh? What was the one that the um, the brothers did? The vignettes, old timey, Westy. Oh yeah, I uh, saw Coen that. Coen Brothers, yeah, yeah, the, Coen Brothers. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Buster Ballard, Scruggs. Ballard, yeah, right. That was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I, I want more movies like that I want from more these big directors. From them. Yeah, I want less Wes yeah. Anderson and more Coen Brothers. Did you see the new Wes Anderson? I hated it. Really? I, oh I didn't God. see. I haven't it. seen it. What's uh, that, pepperoni pizza or something? What's it called? No, you're talking about the wrong Anderson. No, different Anderson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah man. I, I like Wes Anderson. Like, I, I did. I haven't... I fell asleep during the French Dispatch. Uh, I wow. never finished it. Uh-huh. Um, and this Salt one, I was like... I, I so much... Know, I want to rewatch it because people I respect have said like mm-hmm. how that they like it. And I go, was I tired? Was I in a bad mood? I just... I was so bored by it. That might be the thing. I could see myself in a mood where I'm like, I don't want to deal with your bullshit, Wes Anderson. Yeah. Your head up <laughs> like, your ass and, and this. I, I like the visual. Like I, it was pretty. I like I like yeah. watching, but it was like so, like it was just the set and the colors and. There's certain directors who make very similar movies over and over again, and I'll watch every single one of them. Oh wait, hold on, Django. Django I liked yeah. Django a lot. Yeah, yeah. Django was great. That was kick ass. I like Django. I mean, don't fall in my top five. Jamie Foxx, awesome. Caprio, awesome, and then the other guy who's awesome in uh, yeah, yeah. *Unglorious Bastards*. What's yeah. that actor's name? Uh, Waltz or something? Yeah, Christoph Waltz. I, you know, I might. Is that a ha- is it hack if I like Django and in *Unglorious no, Bastards*? All. Not at all. *Unglorious*. That's the thing. Tarantino hasn't made a movie that I don't love. So yeah, it's tough to produce a podcast we got at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get you a corner desk for like a little, you know. What do you mean? Yeah. We do it every week. Hands free. <laughs> do you produce it? I hit the space bar. I hit the space bar. I think my favorite name from any Quentin Tarantino universe movie, Hugo Stieglitz, from Inglorious Bastards. I just love how it rolls off the tongue. Hugo Stieglitz. Stieglitz. Yeah. Stieglitz. Who was that? He was the guy who they help escape from the jail in Inglorious Bastards. Okay. We're like, your Nazi killing is still amateur. You looking to go pro? <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, a lot of people <laughs> nodding and smoking. <laughs> I don't think he has any lines in the movie. He just nods and smokes. <laughs> a lot of people don't like that Brad Pitt uh, character. I feel like that's from the character or yeah, the, the accent. The choices that he made in that, yeah, like the accents and I, chewing I, I gum the whole time or what? Yeah, just like the. I just, loved it. Yeah, me too. I yeah, loved but it. I've heard a lot of criticism. The rope burn on the neck never gets mentioned. Love it. Yeah. I love all this shit. Yeah. It shows yeah, too, like, you know, a guy like Tarantino so, gives people backstories where it's like, 
This will never get mentioned in the film, but I want you to know that your uh-huh. character yeah, it's, this got is... his heart broken in ninth grade by a girl who looks like this character. It's like, oh. This is film nerd stuff. This guy yeah. is... I almost feel like Tarantino sometimes I feel like is too dumb to know that he can't be... can't do some of the stuff that he does. Like, he's almost like, not dumb, but like ignorant. Because I think about... Sometimes something seems so big and it's like, ah, oh, that's just, uh, you know, that's impossible to have, th- to set your goals this this high or to ach- want to achieve something like that. But he's like, this like, eh, yeah, well, you just do it. Like he loves it so much and he doesn't, he doesn't see any other way around doing yeah. what he wants to do and he can't imagine not doing that. And so, but that takes a bit of ignorant and like stupidity you have not, to be yeah to not doubt yourself no for sure it's like stand up in that sense you always say yeah. like you have to have a dose of delusion yeah to yeah. get delusion. through your I first delusion few is years a better you know? word than stupidity yeah no i, I could see it yeah, either yeah. way though because yeah see we look at tarantino now 2023 or even even late 90s tarantino it's like this guy's a massive success but before reservoir dogs he was a nobody he yeah. was uh, he was wasn't he like still working at the fucking video store when this yeah. movie came out uh, i don't know about that but it's like you yeah. know it probably not too long ago yeah. anyway I sit down and write a script and be like, I'm going to try to sell this to Hollywood. Right. It's just, it's ridiculous. Hello, I mean, Hollywood? Yeah. I have a script. <laughs> like, where do I go? Okay, I'm just, yeah. you know, Johnny Numbnuts on, this, on the couch. Like, I have a script. What do I do with yeah, this Yeah, opening scene, they say dick 16 times, you yeah. know, and it's like, we're sucking dicks. We're doing all this shit. Talking you have no idea. Pop stars, coming out of this shit. Like, you know. no, one idea, no idea what anyone's doing there, what, yeah. what these characters are. Yeah. Who the, you know, it's definitely. He had a little bit of proof going into it with, but even the the, op- the first two scripts he wrote are not much better. You know, Natural Born Killers is not a I really like Natural Born script. Killers, though. I like that movie. Yeah, but if you were trying to sell that script, it's not like the most sure. easily right. sold. But it was script. a huge cultural early 90s, right. Woody Harrelson and uh, whatever her name was. I yeah, can't remember. Yeah. And it was, you know, and that's an acid trip of a movie. So a scene in this movie that I've never seen before, I didn't notice until this watch, um, when the only two, when the, when there's just the two cops in the room, um, Matson was just killed. Mr. White, Mr. Blonde was just killed. It's the two cops talking to each other. They had an over, over the back of the cop in the chair. Title. Oh, yeah. And he was, he was really in focus. And then you had the two different focuses. There's two different focuses, yeah. and I, I just, I don't like. I, my eyes didn't fix it, but I was watching it very closely on an iPad. But it was like sometimes right. people are going to watch it on an iPad. I feel like if I'm like laying in bed with an iPad on my chest, I'm seeing this movie better than I've ever <laughs> yeah, seen. It's, right. like, it's like right here, I'm seeing everything. Yeah, um, yeah, I've never seen that before. So they're both in focus, but there's a very clear split. In what the, in the what was he point. trying to do there? Because I yeah. just have them both in focus at once. You, a camera can't do that. Like you can't have a close shot. Like the uh, way the apertures work, you can't. If if somebody is very close, they're going to be in focus, and the ba- the background's going to be out of focus. So if you want them both in focus, you have to shoot it twice in two different cameras, and then you have to overlap it and then split it, which is yeah. must have been. What and that did. was the choice instead of just bringing one in and, and one out. Yeah, they do they do focus pulling a lot. Well, they do. He's saying something, they shoot right. to him, but it's over the guy's back. Typically, that the guy that guy just would have been out of focus. Yeah, because the whole just, scene, I'm sort of no looking at the, his hair, and I'm like, why is his head the back like of his that. head? Yeah, yeah, I'm like, what? And I'm kind of waiting for what's the purpose of this? Does this mean he's kind of going out of consciousness? Like I was waiting, maybe I, he was going to fall over. I think it just shows the two of them at their like lowest, weakest point in the same shot, just yeah. clear. Like, look at these two, and you know they're both cops. And then the conversation that follows, you gotta love, where he's like. I'm a cop. He's like, I know. Yeah. Right. And also, this guy's been being beaten in front of this and guy saying, I don't know anything. Yeah. Meanwhile, fucking good guy. He could have been like, yeah, your boy's a cop, you know? 
But right. you probably think he thought anyway, he was gonna, do you, do, I was going to say, do you think he thought, well, I'm dead no matter what, so why give this up? Like, probably. They know there's, they, Once some know dude's splashing gasoline on you, it's like... Yeah, he cut yeah. his ear off. He's like, if you say cop, he's just going to... Oh, no problem. And he shoots him. Yeah, Actually, yeah. no, he probably ties him up. And, also, like Fast Guy Eddie said, it's like, you beat the shit out of this guy, and if he'll tell you anything. Right. It's like, yeah. yeah, of course you're going to say that guy's a cop. Fucking, yeah. he's just trying to get you to stop beating him. <laughs> yeah. And nice guy Eddie comes in. He's like, oh, like he just shoots him. Yes, yes. Like that bad? Yeah, yeah. Tarantino said, "Go Out of the fucking blue." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's such a fucking like. Oh, uh, he's such I'm a chubby you, little. Look, Google Jay Moore Rushmore. It's on YouTube. I looked it up, and I, I, I actually saved it because, but now my, my it's on my phone. But I now it's recording us, so I can't play. I it. used to uh, listen to the Jay Moore podcast. He's uh, he's pretty good, and the impressions yeah, especially. The impressions There's nobody point. better. This is way off topic. There's nobody better on radio, like in a phone call, especially. He calls into a uh, he can call into a radio show mm-hmm. and take over. All over a phone call yeah. with impressions, uh, like references. There's yeah. nobody better on a, on a radio Sliding show. Sliding into characters, I'll doing a quick one, movie I'll reference. one contestant, and it's probably be really close, but Kevin Pollack. Yeah. yeah. Kevin Pollack. Yeah. He does something at the end of his podcast. I'll tell you afterwards, because it's not great for our podcast. <laughs> but, uh, okay. Remind me, though. It's one of my favorite things in the world. Right. Um, Tarantino said, though, going back to about like how you got to be delusional and about how he's so solely focused on films and what a film they're... He said, and some people took umbrage with this, he said uh, college is just something people do when they don't know what they want to do. He's like, I didn't go to college because I knew I wanted to make movies. Why would I go to college to l- learn how to make movies? I've spent my whole life watching movies and yeah. you know, being a film nerd. Hmm. And now he's one of the biggest filmmakers on the planet. Right. Wait, Kill Bill. What about Kill Bill? Oh, yeah, that's right. Kill Bill's great. Yeah. Kill Bill's great, but so, I wouldn't put it in my uh, top three, I don't think. Number one. Top three. That wouldn't go That's your number five. one? I'm saying Kill Bill one. So I think Kill Bill two is... I like them both. I love them both. It's one of those things you kind of forget. It's like you got to go back. I mean, at least for me. Yeah. Because I've went back and watched Kill Bill at least two times. And I'm like, okay, now I remember which one's in which. And now yeah. here I am I like, I don't yeah. fucking remember. Well, it is supposed to kind of be one film in right. a way. You know I right? think the second 100%. one is a lot of the group ninja oh. stuff. I, forgot, I just forgot the one I never saw was the uh, the they, the him and uh, Rodriguez did the one together. I never Dust saw. Dust Till Dawn. I never, I, no, no. Oh, that, he oh just, he uh, just, Death Proof. Death Proof. Yeah, I never saw Grindhouse. That. Yeah. Grindhouse. I never saw yeah. That. yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's. Uh, it's kind of dark, right? It's weird. The whole thing's like a dark. It's kind of weird. I think I saw that one time, but I, I, maybe not in the right mindset. Yeah. So it seems like we have a a, a loser for uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the bottom of the list. Is I'll be bummed. I out think if that stops making movies. I don't think he will. I'd also love to see a season of a show so from him, though. I guess he, like he wrote a book recently, right? Like he wrote a a book about his movies. I think. Yeah. You know? Well, he did like the novelization of uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which yeah. is kind also like a recut. Like he did like an extended recut. Yeah. It seemed like he did a lot with that movie. Yeah. Huh. I like that he just decided, oh, I'll do that again, the change history thing. Yeah. He did it in Glorious Bastards, then he did Hateful yeah. Eight, which was just Hateful Eight, but he's like, oh, let's change history again. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, and it's, it's one of those things, too, where, like, I don't need the plot to sound interesting on paper to go see a Tarantino movie. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood sounded boring as shit to me, and yeah. I was like, it doesn't matter. I know it'll be good. I know I'll like it. Yeah. It's a lot of people just driving around. No, I mean, I, I literally haven't watched it. You know, oh, yeah. like I haven't been able to bring myself. I'm like, I know it's there. Well, it changes history. 
Yeah, okay, fictional history. That's okay. The character's great. Acting is great. Yeah. No, I'm going yeah. to. I just, you know, yeah. I don't know. I guess yeah. it's a... What I'm trying to say is Reservoir Dogs, it might be a no stream. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to say no stream for this one. Really? Yeah. The end of that movie clicks off and you go, so what? Uh, what was that about? That's yeah, a, it's no, a classic. It, everybody's right. dead. And I was going to say that about this movie. It's like, okay, it's not a great plot because uh, it's a heist. You know, a heist movie, great. This is a character. This is dialogue. This is like just tension. This is, you know, it's the end of the movie is kind of, yeah. it doesn't really matter what happens at the end of this movie. Right, you're like, okay. It's, like you're watching it's about the, the journey, not the destination. Watch, yeah, you're watching for the scenes and the, you know. Mike, think of some of the movies you said stream it. And you're going to give Reservoir Dogs that don't stream it? You're goddamn right I am. Because um, here at the Netflix Book Club, we don't pull punches. I'm okay? fucking mad right now. <laughs> I'm big mad at you, Mike. Big mad. Big mad. Oh, what, what are you guys going to stream it? Oh. <laughs> stream it. Stream it. Of course stream it. Stream it if you haven't yeah. seen it. Watch all of Quentin Tarantino's movies. Yeah, I'm just saying maybe watch a different Tarantino movie. It's not. It's definitely not his best one. We you can agree there. You gotta knock it out, though. You gotta watch this movie at We some can point. agree there. If I talk to someone and they're like, I've never seen Reservoir Dogs, I'm like, fucking get yeah. on it. Do I mean, you? You can be like, stream yeah. it, like, it eventually. Yeah, like, not, you know. It's not it's like uh, you don't watch this movie. It's super violent. There's that crazy scene. It's gonna come down is to that crazy scene. scene. Is it super violent? I mean, they don't show a lot of the most violent parts of it, but it's bloody. Definitely bloody. It's a, I mean, it's a lot of... It's a lot of screaming or yelling. I'm gonna fucking die. I'm gonna fucking die. I mean, he says it a lot. He says it a lot. See, Mike gets annoyed by scenes, and I'm watching that scene. And I'm like, Mike's annoyed right now. Going, well, the, the thing is, you have to see it again. At you know, you go back to it. Right, Are you a right. doctor? He says, Are you, you a doctor? doctor? Larry, you're gonna be Why'd okay. You tell me, Why'd you tell me the name? You're gonna be okay. But yeah. it's also like, yo, you're in a crazy situation. This dude's bleeding out in the back. He's like As twenty years younger good, than you. That's a that's that's, yeah. a line, <laughs> that's a line that they used to say. I don't get an open Anthony. Like the, oh, Anthony used to say it all the time. He's, you know, I don't cosign Anthony these days. Back then, he was oh, okay. Oh boy, um, hey. I'm just saying. Air horns, <laughs> very racist now. But um, he yeah, grew into it. That, that's just a quote. Every time I time I hear that, I think about them. Right, um, right. He's like, as opposed to good, <laughs> is it bad? As opposed to good, I say, I guess that's true. You get shot in the stomach. That's a good place to get shot. You can survive a long time. I looked it up because I've been going off of that as well in my head. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, if I ever get shot in the stomach, it's like no biggie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but apparently, it can be no biggie. But it could also be a biggie. A biggie. It could also be a biggie. It depends on what it hits. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in your stomach. You know? I guess so, yeah. You could bleed out over the course of like two days, or you could bleed out in like seven minutes. Yeah, I guess it could hit um, something. Where was Tupac shot? I don't know. Was it in the stomach? It'd be funny. I never there. found his body, right? It's no biggie. Ha, ha, ha.